0: Welcome to Beyond the Press Release, a production of Agoracom, in which we take the time to speak with small-cap executives after they put out important news. We should have called this segment Beyond the Many Press Releases because Frank Carnavali, Chief Growth Officer at Universal PropTech, has been doing some amazing things over the last 30, 60 days. For those of you who don't know, the stock symbol trades on the TSX Venture under UPI, and for our friends in the U.S., UPIPF. Uh, for those of you who are also new to the story because seeing these headlines, all you need to know about the company is this as the name implies prop tech is a combination of two words and stands for property and technology so uh, as simple as that is the implementation importance of prop tech is anything but universal PropTech tech is delivering a healthy building solution services for developers owners operators more than just lip service over the last three years over 35 million dollars in revenue. But even more importantly, this year, their backlog as of April 30th, 5.2 million. And that doesn't include all the press releases that have come out 1.2 million, 6.5 to 10 million, 550,000. The company's hitting out of the park. Here to talk about what's going on is Frank. Welcome back, my friend.
1: Thanks, George. I appreciate that intro. That was great.
0: Hey, you guys are tearing it up, Uh, and we'll go into some of the specifics, but you're the chief growth officer what have you done? What is it you guys have done to take a really good company uh, into this fast moving company now that's just constantly putting out uh, wins and wins and successes?
1: Yeah. What have we done? Um, you know, what have we done? We created a plan. So when we took over this business and I came back in December, there was no active sales program in any way. These guys were just churning through their nine to $10 million a year just from showing up to work. And so trying to take this organization, add on some products, services, additional solutions, and really start actually going to market was really the intent. Let's build a machine that can start scaling. And, and you know, obviously we spent about a quarter of, of locking down a number of technologies, which people say, oh, you close the technology, that's great, where's the sale? Okay, well, welcome to May, right? In May and early June. So there, there is a lag effect. And we had a lot of excitement to move these things along. We've made some really good bets, and we did them right, and, and here we are. And we're going to continue to do this. So, you know, what have we done? We just put some good rigor, some good plan in place, and we're, we're meeting it. We're executing. So here we are in our Q4, but we're well on our way. And, and let's talk about some of the things we've done. It's pretty exciting.
0: Yeah, and I want to make sure people know. So it was on it was on May 17th where you announced your backlog number, backlog number as of April 30th at 5.2 million. The amazing yep. thing for that is you started the year with a $1.4 million backlog. So you essentially more than tripled it.
1: Yeah, we, um, you know, there's the ups and downs of the sector, obviously. And, and seasonally, there's an ups and downs. But, and we looked at our, our year previous year, run a good tear, right? We're doing it right. We're building up the proper foundation. We, we were growing it straight line to where we were from a backlog and i think you know while project revenue is a little down where it like to be well we have COVID and right in lockdown people don't do a lot of new projects when you're in lockdown but what was up which is amazing is all services is up and all of our repairs are up so when people have repaired during COVID, we still got the calls we got in there and that those revenues are climbing and so now to have our backlog up and having all these great announcements we've been throwing out is just a great testament to um we've reinvigorated our staff right our staff are like what are we really doing they're excited they're reinvigorated uh we're going back and getting customers to increase the work we have with them that's what these guys are great at increasing our share of wallet of existing customers and as we go through the list of what we've done we can sort of point to existing client existing client uh new you know uh million dollar installation so that's that's what's happening here is that it's yeah it's, and we're i love being, that you guys we're are going really in all great. cylinders
0: you guys are really living up to the name, you know, universal prop tech, you know, you're, 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 now really acting like a fast moving tech company. So let's talk about some of them. It's going to go in reverse. Sure. Of yeah, go please. Uh, received approximately $1.2 million PO from a Southern Ontario school board for mechanical installations. And it seems like from Chris Hazelton's quote, I'm just going to take an excerpt. We're yes. pleased with our growing sales from the education sector. Is that vertical? Looking like it's going to be uh, a good one for you guys? Because it seems like it's really growing fast. It is
1: definitely. It is a good one. It's definitely growing. Uh, we've been particularly working it, obviously, with all the expected um, the funding, right, from the government on HVAC, on air quality, air purification. That The government wasn't exactly fast in getting the money out. And then there's a whole bureaucracy of running procurements, picking short and then awarding it. So we're starting to see it. But to put in perspective, I mean, even that 1.2, that that's done in about less than two months that's completed. So there's a lot of that has to go through. I think we're going to see a lot of increase of revenue. Well, I mean, all around, we'll see, we, hopefully we'll get our big piece of that and the profit that comes with it uh, going into the winter, I mean, straight into the winter time. So the, throughout 2021, we'll see a lot of those procurements coming through and we'll continue to get our piece in that.
0: So you're at that stage now where those big government budgets aren't just talk, they aren't just bills, but they've moved their way down and they're ready to be deployed. Yeah, they're, how they big, just for everyone at home to know, how, yeah. w- what kind of budgets just around Ontario or Canada, if you know, are being are being allocated for- I mean, there's uh, hundreds a, of millions, there's
1: hundreds of millions in Ontario that's going out at least to schools. The challenge has been, and, and you know, we were having those conversations they, it's not like they know I'm doing this with the money. They don't really know. And so they need to really, that's where a lot of our thought leadership comes in, have those conversations, show them what technology works better than another, what approach works better than another. So it's a lot of those, you know, how do we have those conversations to get more work in there and getting this other school board uh, the other day is about being in there doing, you know, several schools and doing rooftop units and installing various systems where we're now having those conversations and being part of, well, what are they considering for the next round? Uh, another school board um, will we'll come, you know, we're, we're shortlisted, so we'll see what happens with that shortly. So, you know, it's definitely taking off. And, you know, just to even add to that, we, we brought in two recent, recently we brought in two new advisors to the business. And one is uh, Dwayne Matthews, who's really yeah. a technology evangelist with the sort of technology and school boards and education So that's gonna be a lot of fun for us to really engage school boards and and education sector in conversations about how the hell do you incorporate technology? How do you really make sure from a learning perspective and then from an environment perspective that they have what they need? And maybe to connect to some of the other stuff we're working on, indoor air quality is not going away. This is gonna be a critical piece that indoor air quality is about technology, measuring it. How are you actually addressing it? Who installs it? Where do you install them? Uh, there's a lot of work to be had. And we're so going this, to- this isn't
0: just this year, budgets, you think this is going to be the trend that's just going to continue? It's going to be well, kind uh, of a new normal.
1: You know, it's a bit of the Wild West. Uh, the new normal is something has to happen. I couldn't tell you one month to the next how they think it's going to manifest itself into actual deals or how the deals will look. And so we're looking out and saying, you know, there's other companies out there who have a very particular solution towards, say, you know, covid testing in in a facility right so air quality or something well beyond covid whether it's flu season the reality is that schools are going to be faced with if we're going to put an infrastructure today it's got to last long enough to cover what new virus is going to pop up and you know take indoor air quality sensors what virus can be detected with the sensors that are out there today not much and so we're looking beyond this season and saying where is it going to land there's going to be indoor air quality there'll be you're gonna have indoor air quality sensors that can really measure and identify you know, viruses in a very good range. You're gonna have uh, these hammers of, of UVC ultraviolet technologies that can destroy them on a moment's notice. And so we're living in a world where buildings cannot operate with 100% fresh air. They can't. One, it will be so expensive from heating and cooling that school boards will be able to shut down schools. They can't afford it.
0: Yeah, of course. Right,
1: And it ain't gonna be going back to a 30% level of fresh air for a building, which is where we were prior to the pandemic, because you are not gonna cut it from enough clean air in these facilities. Somewhere in the middle, we'll be using artificial intelligence, new technologies to monitor, to measure, to turn equipment on and off. That's a new reality. And we're betting on a number of technologies and partnerships that will allow us to have our piece in that. And you're gonna see a lot of these announcements we've had are all leading towards that.
0: Yeah, and you're not just betting, you're winning, right? Uh, it's, not, it's not as if, it's not as if you're, you're hoping. No, no, I
1: mean, I, you know, I think... Um... Everyone from a technology perspective, right, in these businesses, they're picking their winning technology that they want to go with. And we're picking technologies and approaches and partnerships that will stand the test of time and aren't one hit wonders. And, oh, we've done a great job in 2021 and we go away. Oh, my God, that's not us. So we're definitely looking into the future. If someone's going to spend money on a unit that goes on a wall today, it's got to be able to stand the test of time two, three, four years from now and not not have served its purpose already. How much, so much does really it
0: help? That how much does it help when you go? Because I could assume you're going after some pretty big budgets out there. So how much does it help that you can say, hey, uh, school district A, school district B, we've got the University of Toronto, we've got the Canada Post, we've got the government of Canada and on yeah. and on as
1: customers. Yeah, I mean, and you know, it, it's really hard to say, but know. say one school board that recently uh, put out uh, an announcement was, you know, it's going to be between six and a half to $10 million worth of product right? Product and installation. So, and that is a average, maybe above average school board. So yeah, there's a lot of work to be had and And, and they will, they will have a tough time getting enough people to execute that work and install it. Um, And that's where we come in and we keep seeing the opportunities of, even if we're not getting the sale on the equipment, we'll get the work on the install and the servicing. So we, we always have our buckets. We can make revenue from and profit from, and we have to be very smart as to how we strategically go about it. Uh, and
0: on that note, June seventh, uh, UPI announces purchase orders value range between six and a half and ten million dollars for indoor air quality equipment. Yep. Can what w- what was that deal for? And and then explain the economics behind it because you guys are earning. The yeah. So um, at, you know five hundred thousand dollars. So we that.
1: picked up a distributor relationship with certain uh, customers for indoor air quality, right? So air purification systems. Um, and in this case, you know, everyone wanted to make sure we, we didn't reveal all the details about it. It's a pretty big procurement. Um, in this case, we're not the ones booking the six and a half to $10 million revenue. And I think going forward, we'll try a different approach to make sure we book more of that when we can. And, and we're going to do things that will make sure of that. But uh, you know, basically a 350,000 to $500,000 check coming in the door or and that's going to be income. Months. You're booking that as that's going to be income. That is gross profit right there. Yeah, that is, yeah. you know, so again, from that perspective, um, we'd like to obviously have more gross revenue in, but if we're improving our earnings that much better, I don't think people are going to complain about that too no, much. I think that's yeah. uh, so, so do but you that expect one
0: more of those kind of deals to, you know, what I know you can't be specific, yeah, yeah. but do you are these one off outliers? Like, hey, you finally got one. No,
1: I don't are, think it's, I don't think it's an outlier. I think um, the only thing I can say is, it's difficult to get a lot of these buyers to act in a similar way. No one, this is a wild west, no one knows what the answer is coming out of COVID and dealing with it, even going into the September season for for campuses, for schools, you know, we're only now, like think of it this way, every building owner, commercial building owner, school board, uh, campus, they've all been thinking in terms of, okay, wait, who's who's in our building right now, right? School shut down, campus is shut down, no one's in them. And so now there's a big plan of what happens in September. Where are we going to be with all the vaccines? What's needed to be done going forward from air quality? And think of you know government facilities now taking people into them. Um, every commercial building that's been shut down Oxford, take your pick. They're going to invite people back in, say, September. What are you doing in those buildings? And all of those projects, those capital projects, those expenditures of different technologies, a lot of them are sitting there waiting to be had. And so I think there'll be a lot more to come through. Absolutely. I couldn't tell you in what machination they all come through, but we're going to be doing our best to make sure we're getting our piece of the pie. Yeah.
0: They're they're ready. They're ready to hit the switch on those. They're just
1: trying to figure out when people are going to start coming
0: back so they don't pull the trigger too
1: early, I guess. And it's also, it's still a bit of what, I mean, there's so many technologies out there. No one's landed on, oh, it's gotta be ultraviolet or it has to be ionization or Or, you know, what I would say in the coming months or year will be whoever hasn't done those things will then say, well, let's monitor the air. Let's actually do indoor air quality monitoring and figure out if actually we have a problem. And then can we do solutions that can solve the issue when they pop up and not assume that every room is gonna need a very expensive piece of equipment. So, you know, we need to go roll with the punches, understand where the market's going, but definitely we, we, we believe this when, when I started back in December, where we were then and where we are today, that, that COVID and post-COVID uh, environment will require a very significant strategy and approach by any, any building organization right? that operates buildings will need to know what are we doing that never mind cleans the air and make sure that people have clean air and that their parents believe it and students believe it and users believe it, but are they doing enough to mitigate risks if someone gets sick? Are they doing enough from an insurance perspective? So Something is gonna happen in all these buildings. I couldn't tell you what, but whatever it's going to be, we're gonna have a solution for it. And is it safe to say, is it
0: safe to assume that um, it's not a case of it's, we're, it's not a case anymore of, I wonder if I should spend, I don't know if I, they're gonna spend. It's just, they just need to get, to, they just need to figure out their solution, but the money's gonna be flowing, right, for, for a long they, they time. They all
1: have to do something different. Uh, right. What they did before, and all these commercial buildings were operating at 30% fresh air, which is a way to sort of keep the energy costs low. You, know, you don't wanna take the heat that you just generated in your building and release it at 100% fresh air. It means you're constantly heating and reheating and reheating, your bills are gonna go through the roof. So that is not sustainable to stay at 100% fresh air level. And so if people are now going to be coming back to those buildings, what is that level? What equipment do you have that allows you in sophistication to even manage that level better but to the point where uh, you're not getting complaints, you have certification and that, that you've done enough to mitigate you being sued. Let's think about it. That's what's likely going to happen. And to attract customers, what's new people level, are right? worried
0: about coming to your building. They're not going to be tenants there. So you've also got to just do it from a biz dev. Provide Georgecom with, yeah. with enough information to give my staff say, hey, we're going to be good in building A. Uh, and, yeah, and uh, the dust hasn't coming.
1: settled they, on they, all they, the uh, technologies that have won the day, the dust hasn't settled on what the strategy is, but they are all going to spend money because they have to, there's really no choice. I like this press
0: release, June 1st, uh, $550,000 reward for building automation from uh, for Toronto Film Studios. That tells me more than just the number, film production is also something else that's been you know really, really minimized over the last year. Yeah. That's going to explode right is that a new vertical do you expect more to become
1: so you know it's interesting i do expect more there's a lot of other opportunities out there but that one if there's you know one it shows one thing i've been trying to say to people in the last few months is that we hit singles and doubles all day long as, as an underlying business and this is more conveying to people how we hit those singles and doubles that may not all be home runs like you know our ai covid testing technology but People need to know what we are as an underlying business and, and considering you know we're undervalued compared to our comparables, we're hitting those singles and doubles. Unlike other people that maybe are struggling to generate revenue, we're hitting revenue, we're actually getting earnings. And so that's important for people who look at our stock to understand what we are in our company and what we're really trying to do here. So that announcement, you know, yes, it's great to get project work than just services work. But the one thing people should pick out of that as well, other than the number, is we set out a few months ago to say, you know, we need to show and demonstrate growth with our existing customers. How do we increase share of wallet? How do we get more out of the people we already do work with? And here we are, an existing customer, we service their site and their many studios, and all of a sudden we get massive expansion growth with their expansion of their studio. So that's a good sign if people are continuing to use our business uh, as they grow themselves and, and that should show you know we take it seriously we do a pretty good job keeping our customers happy
0: and frank a lot of people don't know this so maybe you just might want to touch on it uh you know people think filming is in hollywood and it is but film studios in toronto yeah. are massive right i mean they're building they are they are massive facilities million square foot facilities
1: yeah this well they're massive kind of i mean they're of. not a lab but you could think about it the challenges you have they're almost like convention centers the challenges you have is that when they're not being occupied you got to shut down those things as fast as you can and as well as you can because otherwise it's wasted money right it's it's uh when they're in operations you got to make sure you're running smoothly and everything is being managed even air conditioning i've seen studios where um air conditioning is being pre-cooled at night and creating ice because you can't have fans spinning when you're doing recording during the day and you hear that hum in the background. So they're they're more sophisticated type facilities. And the fact that we have them is consistent with what we have sophisticated facilities for the federal government, quite sensitive facilities. And so we do a pretty good job at at managing more than just your typical building automation system. Um, But from a film perspective, yeah, there are other ones in the GTA, in the greater Toronto area and this tremendous opportunity to grow that uh, that segment, and we'll continue to put some pressure on that.
0: And look, when you're making those presentations, if you can slip in maybe a little quick quick video reel of me, and say, "Do they, it, I'll do if it." If yeah. they need I'm a sure they of have reels of you, Greek part. dad
1: guy, yeah. I'm the part, yeah. I'm the guy. They already have reels of you, but you know, we'll, <laughs> we'll make sure that. Yeah.
0: Hey, you're putting your money where your mouth is. So um, you announced this uh, that you hired Digitonic for digital marketing North America, and it's a pretty. Yeah. It's a pretty substantial, so clearly uh, you, you've you got a story to tell, but to me, it almost sounds like there's more coming because, you know, Logic 101 is when you uh, enter in such, such an extensive marketing yeah. uh, agreement, you've got something to say. Talk to us about that.
1: Yeah, um, yeah, know, it's very perceptive. Um, I think in the last month, you can tell since, you know, early May, We've not stopped churning out announcements and updates and and really making people understand what it is that we're doing in the business every day. But, you know, let's connect the dots. We are trading in Frankfurt, trading in the OTCQB. Now this is about making sure that many, many more people, many more people across the globe are understanding who we are and what we have. And we believe when you look at the, the data and the peer reviews of comparing our value compared to other peers, we believe we're undervalued. So we, we know the data is there, people can look at that. Um, it's really a question of, we know we will benefit. We will benefit our shareholders and everyone around us when more people understand our story, our narrative of where we're going and, and what we're doing. And I think coupled with you know, what, what's going to come out, we're gonna to continue to put out the singles and doubles and share with people the types of things we're doing uh, we talked about uh, uh, early in January, a bit of the strategy around it's building out indoor air quality, which we're almost done with that building out building performance, which is a lot of artificial intelligence, energy efficiency controls and, and you know, our building automation and our mechanical business are just doing great and humming along. It's solidifying those and then the energy resources side. So we're we're going to continue to fill that out. I told people we're going to fill out those partnerships, those investments, those opportunities. So continue, you'll continue to see more on that. We made another investment. We'll continue to see more on that. Um, and you know, oh, hey,
0: it's you're six months into your position as chief as chief growth officer. Yeah, I, I'm not
1: complaining. I feel pretty good about. Uh, how, yeah,
0: how do you, how, Are you even surprised by uh, the results? Because look, I look chief growth officer is a very important position, and yeah. we know how capable you were. But did you even think, hey, you know, by the end, of, by the by the middle of June, you know, we'll have grown this fast? Did you have you even surpassed your own, or has the company you guys surpassed your
1: own expectations so far? You, you know what? Uh, I'm going to give this answer, which is, um, if if this was my end goal of where we are today and sort of the path we're on, I'd say, yeah, I'm ecstatic and this is great. I have much higher targets and things to achieve. And I think the reality is, you know, some of the things we'll talk about in that, you know, you ask, what are we really doing? Well, I mean, when we can talk about, yeah, what we've done is it's exciting to talk about what we've done and what we've established and, and, and we'll continue to reap, you know, the benefits of that in the coming weeks and months. In addition to that, it's really, where are we going? I think we're now entering a phase, a new phase of our strategy of what we're doing and what we're up to. And as that starts to come out, people get a better sense of, wait a second, this is a far different company and, and, you know, size and what they're trying to achieve, that's a far bigger appetite than maybe we thought. And that's something that um, I know where I need to get to, I know what we need to achieve to get there. And part of this is making sure we bring investors and people along for the ride and understand, oh, it's that's where you're going. So, you know, I, um, I'm hard on myself. So I think we've done a great job. But where I want to end up, Oh, it's, it's we're not stopping. We're not slowing down. And part of this is to make sure as we continue to put out announcements and what we're doing, people say, oh my God, like what? They're doing that now? So there has to be a link to what our plan or strategy is. And that'll start to come out in the coming weeks as well.
0: And you know what Universal PropTech is starting to feel like to me? It's no. starting to feel like what IBM did in the mid-90s where, by the way, it was an Italian CEO that came in and he said, hey, we've been a really good Blue chip, but kind of boring vanilla, you know, hardware company. We're very hardware and they're great, very successful. Yep. We all remember that, right? Yeah, yeah. And he's the one who said, We got to go more into services and solutions if we want to reinvent ourselves in order to
1: grow. Otherwise,
0: we'll all, yeah, I, and that's I, what kind I, of, uh, of prop tech is happening. You know, you go, well, I, I think it's even, kinda...
1: I think it's even more, uh, I think it's even crazier than that, which is. You know, what I kept telling people, what we have is a starter kit, right? If you ask me in five years, are we going to be a really large HVAC company? I would say HVAC is certainly going to be a big piece of what it is we're doing, but where we're going in solutions and services and the breadth and the depth and the one-stop shop of any facility owner and the value we bring to, to how they deal with their buildings, health, energy systems, uh, and then, you know... Solutions and services are one thing, and certain multiples of that. Imagine, and I've said this before, where you're now getting into the alternate asset class, where you're now starting to own assets and finance assets and service assets and service customers. Um, there's a lot of other models I think we're going to be more similar to, um, but we're we're putting this thing on steroids. And so when you ask me, you know, am I happy, yeah, six months. I, I'm 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 happy that there's evidence it's all about evidence that people can say oh, okay i believe frank when he says something i believe he's going to do it yeah, now when i say here's a new plan and here's where we're headed i want people to say i'm going to give him time and the resources and and you know let's see how he plays this one out so i'm i'm really excited to, to share all of that with everyone and you know we're getting there so we'll definitely have a lot more news in the coming weeks
0: well frank congratulations on uh what you guys have achieved Congratulations on enriching your press release distribution company because you guys are just putting out press releases. <laughs> and what I love is they're all great wins.
1: You yeah, know, thanks, so
0: George. great wins, fantastic. Every single one of them is like, whoa,
1: you know, where is that Well, and, and George, just to maybe end on this note is they're all good wins. And here's what I say in what we were building. Um, we've got a great underlying business, right? My opinion, great underlying business. I'm very bullish on it. We're proving what we're able to deliver and, and able to generate. Imagine that that is our base, that is our foundation. And then we go make an investment in a COVID technology that can detect state of COVID in under 20 seconds uh, for less than a dollar with no consumables, non-invasively. And, you know, as that starts to take off and get to the point where it's done its clinical trial or we can inform people of where that's at, that's the fun ride here is we're taking an old traditional HVAC business in a very traditional bricks and mortar industry. And we're applying prop tech to a way that they've never, you know, seen before. And we're driving the technology. We're driving the insulation. We're driving the services. Um, and we're making investments that surround all of that. So I, I'm really excited where we're going. I'm sure people have other ways to describe us shortly, but, um, you know, we're just not stopping. So I'm really, I appreciate I get a chance to talk to people. It's about a month's worth of, of releases and, and where we're headed. Um, and it isn't going to stop.
0: Congratulations, buddy. Can't wait to have you back. Cause it sounds like we're going to have you back a lot this summer. Uh,
1: so, uh, so thanks for being with us and, and uh, bringing it, bringing a Well, Maybe screen. George, we do this next one on a golf course or we can do it together. I'm double vaccinated on by you, but like maybe we're reaching the point where we can start doing these interviews in person again. I love, time.
0: I, you know, I gotta tell you, and we never, we didn't script this, right? We never we didn't plan this. While we we're doing this interview, I said, you know what? Next time we gotta do it from a facility, or maybe from a school, and 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 you know just or, have for, the-
1: or, or maybe a Canadian border location, or maybe <laughs> you know we, we 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 need to do something that is I, I love this part. Seeing is believing, right? We want
0: to get to the point where we're showing people something in action where they and that's gonna help. absolutely, buddy. I can't believe you're thinking you said that because I was thinking that about ten minutes ago.
1: Yeah, good. There you go. Great minds think alike. Thanks for joining us,
0: Frank. Congratulations. Keep it up on behalf of all shareholders. I know they're saying uh, great job and can't wait to see what the the next quarter brings, what the next six months brings. But for me, I can't really wait the way I think about time horizons. I can't wait to see what kind of company we're going to be by the end of 2022. It just seems like that trajectory is, is on its way and it's looking great, man. Thanks, George for everybody at home you've been watching or you've been listening by podcast on spotify google apple your favorite podcast platform To frank carter valley's chief growth officer at universal prop tech trades on the venture into upi for our friends of the s upipf for those who are new to the store and you want to do your due diligence because you heard great things from frank first start off at the company's profile page on agoracom because there's so much going on with upi that we give you a great ten thousand overview Nice summary to understand all aspects of the business. And then do your deep dive. You can see it right above Frank, universalproptech.com. Get there to do your deep dive, due diligence. Uh, You know the trends. You know what's going to happen in buildings. Uh, You know what's going to be needed. All you got to do is to find out for yourself uh, how you think Universal Proptech is going to do and perform. You know how we feel, but we can't make the decision for you. Have a great day. Don't say we didn't tell you so. See you next time.